What's going on, everybody? It is Friday night, and wait, this isn't something we normally do. This is <laughs> our very talk, first. Talk this close to the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> this is our very first uh, review live stream show for uh, TV shows because we're cine fanatics, so we do TV shows now. That makes complete sense. Anyways, we're gonna do a live review for Wandavision, and my name's Robert Adams. I'm Chris Adams. You know us. The Cinefanatics. This is us. Anyways, so we're doing these reviews for movie-adjacent shows. So this is going to be the very first one for WandaVision. We will continue to do these throughout the MCU-related shows like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, uh, possibly What If when that comes out. Uh, and then also the Star Wars shows, potentially the Alien show when that comes out on FX. So, yeah, that's what we're doing here. And that's why we're here tonight, because we're here to talk about the first two episodes of WandaVision. Yep. They were that's good shows. The, right, we're, okay. Would you stop talking now? <laughs> that's right. We're doing the uh, these breakdowns, reviews, whatever you want to call them. We're just going to do some spoiler chats and whatnot all over this stuff. Anytime there is a... TV show that's kind of related to a movie. If they make a Twilight TV show, we're not doing that. But I'm just saying, like popular, like popular pop culture stuff, like like the Marvel, like Star Wars. You know, we already said all that. You know how it is. But yeah. I'm really excited to kind of get into this because this show blew my mind last night, and so yeah, we <laughs> stayed up late, like and then I had to go to sleep, which was really difficult. So. We need to definitely get into this. So I know we had a couple people here. Some people leaving because they can't stick around for the spoilers. I get it. I get it. We are going to be spoiler heavy in this show. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, pause. I mean, we're live right now, so maybe just click off. But if you're watching this on the replay, pause, watch the show, come back. Anyways, uh, we got Garth in the chat. Nice intro. Thank you, Garth. And yes, microphone. Check one. Check one. Sibilance. Sibilance. Nice uh, SNL Tom Hanks throwback there. Uh, so, yeah, anyone, if you're watching, if you uh, have any questions, comments, you can do the Streamlabs thing, streamlabs.com slash Cinefanatics. Also, hop on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cinefanatics. At the $5 tier or higher, tomorrow night, we will be doing the watch-along of National Treasure because, you know, it seems appropriate. So that is tomorrow night. Uh, also, real quick, on this channel, uh, two days ago or so, uh, we released our very first ranking video. That's us ranking the top 10 streaming services of 2020. Go check that out. Let us know what you think of that because that was a lot of fun to put together. So I hope everyone enjoys that video. Anyways, let's get into WandaVision. Uh, I know. Real quick before we actually do that, guys. Help us keep the lights on and keep these kinds of shows rolling over at streamlabs.com slash cinefanatics. You're going to want to drop in any comments, anything you have to say over there. That is that is the bread and butter. That's what's going to help us actually do some of these other shows coming up and stuff in the Star Wars and the other MCU shows and all of that. Streamlabs.com. Any, co any comments, questions? The Patreon any yeah. Doing stuff you over on Patreon. the Patreon now? <laughs> Anyways, getting into the show, uh, I know there's a couple of things that we want to dive into, uh, like some Easter eggs and our thoughts and feelings on this. Uh, let's start off, let's break these down episode by episode. So we got episode one of this show. Uh, and this is pretty, 
it, it was kind of weird because like, we didn't know what to expect from watching the trailers, like what what was going to happen, what we were going to be shown. Uh, we had a lot of questions just going into this, knowing that, uh, say, like you have Endgame, which pretty much was the end of the current Avengers roster and stuff. And then we had to move on with that. Like, what exactly is in Scarlet Witch's Wanda's headspace, and why is the Vision popping up? Does this really actually take place after Endgame, or is this before Endgame? What's going on here? And none of those questions were seemingly answered. Uh, I do know, from what we saw, we knew that this was going to be bouncing around and playing with a lot of older sitcom tropes, uh, say like, the first episode was very heavy on nods to the old Dick Van Dyke show. And I liked that. I loved that nod to that. Uh, just so much as like, even at the beginning when they're walking through the door or visions walking through the door, when they come in uh vision purposely phases through the chair instead of like tripping over it or walking around it kind of like uh dick van dyke would do with the i believe it was an ottoman that he would either trip over it or walk around it and like every the beginning of every dick van dyke episode i remember when i was younger watching it going is he gonna trip is he gonna dodge is he gonna trip or dodge it was like it was a blast and just to see him phase through it was great it's a nice touch yeah, what did you think of the beginning of that episode? Like, just going into it. Of episode one, so here's the thing. You know, we, if we go back and we say we look at the trailers, and uh, and I know I said this out on uh, Twitter and whatnot, I had no idea what was going on with this show, what's happening in the show based on the trailers. Uh, even at the beginning of episode one, I'm going into this saying, don't know what this show's going to be like, what it's going to be about. I know there's... You know, it's taken from some like classic TV elements and all that. But outside of that, I have no clue what the storyline is going to be about, what direction they're going to go and what they, what's ultimately going to come from all this. So me going into the first episode, just like at the beginning and everything, I'm just sitting back going, let's just let's just experience the ride. Whatever is going to come is going to come. And that's 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 what it's going to be. And man, right out of the gate, I was just laughing my head off at all like the jokes and everything. The fact that they were able to keep it just like a sitcom was hilarious to me. Uh, I love the little moments like they do kind of like the the nods and the callbacks to classic shows like you were saying, like Dick Van Dyke and all that. Uh, a little bit of I Love Lucy and that kind of stuff in there. Um, it was. Oh, man, it. It gave me nostalgia, which is funny because I wasn't around when those shows were popular in their heyday. You know, I was obviously around for like reruns and all that, but not I wasn't born in the 50s. You're I like, I got, nostal I got nostalgia for Nick at Night. <laughs> yeah, I got nostalgia for Nick at Night when they replayed decades later. <laughs> but man, I. I I, what I love about it is like from the very beginning, it set the tone. It set the tone for what you're going to expect in this series, which is a little bit of that nostalgia, but also like mm, something's something does feel right. And you knew you knew something wasn't going to feel right from watching the trailers, but just from the very beginning, it's like this isn't quite real, is it? Something's amiss. Something's wrong. Yeah. 
And leading into that, like what I liked about that first episode was, uh, again, going based off of the trailer, we would assume that there was just going to be like some weird jumping around type of thing. Uh, No, this was actually the entire episode. And it was also like the entire next episode also. So that was kind of weird um, that the very first two episodes were pretty much just straight up black and white sitcom. Like there was no real exposition at all in this. Yeah. There was no reason for what was happening. It just was happening and you have to accept it. Uh, now I know like a lot of people have access to the, uh, they had access to episode three, which <laughs> I heard is like a big tonal shift for this, this series. Uh, so that's probably the reason why we were only cut off at two, uh, which I'll get into the end of episode two in a little bit, but, uh, a lot of people had the access to episode three. So that being said, please uh, make sure you subscribe and like this video because getting this channel bigger is what's going to help us be able to grab uh, or be able to get into that category of channels that are able to see stuff like episode three and whatnot early. So it's not all just about like donating to the Patreon or Streamlabs or anything. Go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and get the algorithm up for this so we could reach that level and we're not just watching it when it comes out at 2 a.m. Yeah. But, <laughs> or 2 a.m. our time, Central. Um, Please like and subscribe so that we can go to sleep when we're supposed to sleep and watch content when we're supposed to watch content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I, I like that that's that's what it gave us that it really was just flat out like okay well here's this crazy world you got to accept it moving on and we're going to start building a story within this world but then it was like i can't remember how far it was into the first episode that i was sitting there like they're about to start dropping like little things here and there that you need to be paying attention to like little easter eggs and things that are like going to give you a hint as to what's really going on here um especially a lot of it seemed to be with Wanda that she would have these moments where she's like uh like the, she was just seemingly out of it like she wasn't in in, in the same dimension as the rest of the world type seemingly was. So it was stuff like that that I was like, okay, time to start like really focusing and paying attention on this. My um, first hint of that was when they were talking about the heart on the calendar and not knowing what that heart means, what was it used yeah. for. Is it supposed to be something? We should know what this is, you know, and neither, neither – Wanda nor vision who's a machine. And like he said, he never forgets anything. And even he didn't know what it meant. So that was, that was kind of your first indicator. Like, mm, I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know. We're, we're going to get some, like, we're going to stop get, start getting some hints and stuff here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, e- even I, like at that time I was like, what does that 23 mean? What is 20? There's been 23 movies in the MCU. Is that what it means? Is that some kind of secret code or something? Like, I don't know. I was wondering if, like, this show was supposed to originally come out, like, on August 23rd or something. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. It's like original release date was supposed to be or what have you. But that would have been funny if, like, it was supposed to come out on that exact day. 
Yeah, and I know a lot of things, especially when you're talking about potential Easter eggs in a show, a lot of them are real easy to do with numbers because we see numbers every day. So seeing a number in the background, be like, ah, oh, where did that, what does that number mean? That was a lot of like what I was looking for, for something to pop up. And there were a few of them that we saw here and there, but uh, some of them I did point, I, I did notate and I'll point out as we go. Uh, I would have to say probably the first one that really drew my attention to the fact that something secretive might pop up is in the first episodes. There's it, the commercial break that it took. It dived into this new toaster that uses uh, Stark Industries repulsor uh, and like the thing is like the light on here supposedly turned or the light turned red, but we didn't have a reason why. And that's what I was trying to figure out is like, what does that red light on that toaster mean? So I don't know if anyone like it watching anyone in the uh, chat has any theories on that, but that's, that's what we're doing with the show. If you have thoughts on what we're talking about, like little potential Easter eggs, drop them in the chat so we can highlight them. We'll guess around at some stuff. It's almost like anything that appeared red kind of highlighted maybe something in uh, in Wanda's memory. But uh, I do want to touch on that real quick is that uh, we found out, you know, if, if you think about it, both of the commercials, both in episode one and two that kind of played during the commercial break were things that were of Wanda's past things that she has memories of with the Iron Man repulsor sound that came from the uh, radio being reminding her of uh, Iron Man's tech killing her and Quicksilver's parents. And then uh, the other one, of course, later on in episode two being the watch with saying Strucker on it. Uh, Baron Von Strucker being who was doing the experimentation on the twins in Age of Ultron. And, and I believe that was it the, was it the uh, post credit in Winter Soldier also? Uh, you saw, yeah, you saw them, uh, yeah, in the post credits where uh, Strucker was talking to Doctor Liss, and they were yeah. talking about it being the Age of Miracles, and you saw them like in their little cells doing stuff. So many post credits. I was trying to remember which movie that post credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the other thing, like I wanted wanted to touch on real quick. I know we're kind of past the beginning, but just the way the uh, first of all, hearing the Marvel cinematic universe logo seeing the logo and hearing it again was just like water in the dry dry desert of not getting any mcu content this last year at all and yeah. then the fact that, that it they turned it into the uh it sounded like it was coming out of like an old tube tv and it sounded like one of those old uh 50s shows and whatnot so uh, i love what they did there but uh anyway yeah the uh uh, that's so that's what I'm touching on is there's there's gonna be other areas as we get into more of this episode more actually the second episode where red the color red starts appearing and has uh, there's 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 something to that color being prominent uh, that's the thing with this with this first episode is when going through this and seeing like what would be what were like real Easter eggs something that I, like the images I could pop up on screen to really talk about there weren't that very many in episode one episode one just gave you a, a couple of a light nods to this that and it. there really wasn't anything major I would say until the later end of the episode um, one of the things I want to talk about was that when the uh the wine is when the dinner's being set the wine is being poured uh there's definitely that m 
on the logo. Uh, and I, I can't remember if this, I believe this is French. Uh, anyone in the chat who knows French, feel free to correct me. But I believe the, what is it? The Maison du Mempri. It, yeah. It's something about a, a, like the house, the house of the Lord or something like that. The house of grandeur. Uh, it's house of something, but I also like uh, that you have this gigantic M on the the neck of the wine bottle. Clearly a nod to the house of M. So you had little Easter eggs like that that I thought were fantastic. Uh, but that was, I would say, looking through my images here, <laughs> that really was probably the main the main Easter egg that we had going into. That was one of the main ones from episode one. Of course, you got uh, episode one playing in with the ideas of that this is a sitcom. And then uh, you got towards the very end that everything seemingly looks like it's going to work out for them. And then at, right before or as it's going into the credits, we notice that the camera pulls back and we finally get to see some color in this episode. But we're seeing what looks like a a person watching them on the screen. And you can see like on the notepad below the screen and uh, the, the screen to the left of that center screen, you have the sword logo, uh, which we've already been introduced to sword in the MCU as it being basically that shield agency, but for outer space. And this is where I think it really sets like where we're at in this, that it does definitely take place after in game because sword is what is what seemingly looks like it's being set up in. What was it far from home when we see Nick Fury in outer space working with the scrolls, setting up some kind of outer space. Yeah. Base <laughs> space, space, Nice. That's the uh, that's the thing that we're seeing here is that uh, Sword One I think is going to set up a lot of stuff in the MCU itself. Uh, this show also setting up uh, some of the stuff that they've they've even mentioned it, setting up some of the stuff that's going to be in the uh, Doctor Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which we'll touch on again a little bit more of that stuff I think going into Episode Two, but. Uh, for this one, Sword also looks like it might have a prominent role within the Secret Invasion storyline. Obviously, because that's where the uh, the scrolls are at uh, up in the uh, up in that space station, and what uh, what it's going to do within that Secret Invasion storyline. And then, as uh, as Garth points out in the comics, that uh, Sword is also going to be in Captain Captain Marvel too. Mm -hmm. So. You know, and that, and that just makes sense because you know you're still you still got Carol Danvers. You're going to have Monica Rambeau again. We're going to talk about her in a little bit as well. And then you have uh, just all the inner workings of what's going on there as the MCU is setting up there. What are we doing for space level threats within within our uh, our world? Because I mean, after the events of the first Avengers, you've got to you've got to have that. So. What is Sword's involvement is what I'm more interested in. Like, why is Sword actually involved with Wanda and what's going on here? That's that's what kind of interests me. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing, as we close out talking about episode one, uh, every time I say this, though, I feel like we're talking about Star Wars. Episode one, episode two. Some people have episode three, those lucky dogs in them. Uh <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to close out on about this was, again, this was our first introduction of this whole new Marvel Cinematic Universe on a on a, essentially a long form 
television arc. I mean, I know we've had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that seemingly was playing around in the MCU. You had the Netflix shows that were also kind of dabbling around a bit in the MCU, and they might again, so who knows. Uh, But this was the first time it was really fully controlled by Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Uh, I I like the fact that we got essentially... um, Thanks, Lola. She's sitting there playing with my feet while I'm talking. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Um, That we got characters like Wanda, Scarlet Witch, and Vision in this weird reality thing. And I think given these are characters that they're already used to playing. They already know, like, say, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen, when they show up on a set for a Marvel production, they're like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm getting back into the mind frame of Wanda. I'm getting back into Vision. I know what I'm doing. Then they come on set, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, you're not doing that this time. Like, Vision, you need to be channeling uh, Rob Petrie from Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, Wanda, you need to be channeling I Love Lucy or Mary Tyler Moore or something like that. Like, you need to be grasping these characters because that's where I want to take you. Yeah. It was amazing to see them shift into those roles while they still were seemingly holding on to their characters that they're already used to playing. Yeah, 100%. So I I thought that was fantastic for this. That's one of the things I wanted to highlight too is like we look at them. First of all, uh, the two of them have fantastic chemistry together. They yeah they, they work they work to, and yeah and rightly they should. Uh, they work together so so well. It and I think the benefit of that is they're doing a TV show after having worked together time and again on big MCU movies that now it's just like old hat. We're coming in here. We are, we know each other. We know how each other acts. We know what to do. We can, we can uh, work with each other. So, so well. So uh, one of the things though, is that they both look like they were having a blast, especially Paul Bettany. I highlight him because vision is a very stoic straight laced character. And for him to like come in here and, able to have moments of being a complete goofball it's not necessarily something that you see within the character of vision typically ever but it's it's hilarious because uh the the two the two of them just look like they're having so much fun in these roles um i don't know uh, the other thing i want to know also and i know we'll probably again talk a, a little bit more about her you know a little bit later, but uh, Catherine Hahn coming in as uh, what's her name? Agnes. Agnes. Yeah. Agnes. Coming in as Agnes. Yeah. Uh, I had to remember which one we think and then which one it actually was because <laughs> now I'm kind of mixed up on on the two. Uh, yeah, her coming in as Agnes, she was a complete delight. Her character was just Catherine Hahn knows exactly how to hit that note, playing that that over-the-top uh, sitcom neighbor, toodaloo, hello, I'm here to help, all that kind of stuff. And she just, she was pitch perfect in that role. Every every time I see her, I think back to uh, Anchorman when she's telling uh, Veronica that Ron Burgundy will read anything that's put in front of him. And by anything, I mean anything. 
<laughs> like uh, uh, just she's good at comedic timing and that works so well with this character but since you brought her up let's go ahead and jump into real quick uh a little uh what we think is going to happen uh so uh, of course, Agatha, and this was actually kind of rumored. We actually, we were suspecting this beforehand. And I think with within these first couple episodes, we definitely got a little bit more uh, confirmation on this. And uh, like Garth in the chat, uh, he's also mentioning, I hope that Agnes is really Agatha Hartness. Uh, I got jokes about <laughs> being related to her as Garth Hartness McMurray. Uh, yeah. and this is what I suspect too, especially like, first of all, you've got things like her name is Agnes, Agatha Harkness, cut out some of the middle and squish that together, Agnes. Uh, so there's a big strong one and I'm surprised I didn't grab an image of this, but, uh, throughout the first two episodes, you do see Agnes has a little stone on like she's wearing a little stone and as you can see here, like this image of uh, Agatha Harkness on the right, she does have like that, basically that same kind of stone pin that's on her collar there. It, it very seemingly looks like what, what Agnes is wearing in the stream. Um, so I definitely, definitely think that she's playing Ag Agatha Harkness and we're going to see more of her once we're outside of this sitcom realm and that she's prepping Wanda for more things to come. Uh, uh, we'll be touching upon these more things to come uh, as we get further into the second episode, because there's definitely there, but I'm really curious. I'm really curious what this looks like as far as like there being a transition out of sitcom because as, as Garth pointed out in the chat earlier, that each episode looks like it's taking up a different decade of uh, TV shows. You know, you had that you had that Dick Van Dyke, uh, you know, into I Love Lucy era. You had, you know, the next episode is going to be touching on like the Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie type type shows. So it's. It's very interesting, and I know based on trailers, we saw like there's like a Brady Bunch style, uh, all that kind of stuff. You know, we might get like a modern family, uh, a modern sitcom. So uh, that that might happen too. I don't know. Uh, it, I'm actually eager to see like now that it seemingly it's going to color. Uh, if like the next episode, they kind of like dip into the seventies, which from the trailer, it looks like they're definitely going to be spending some time in the seventies. So uh, that would lead me to believe it's the next episode. Uh, and that they bring back, uh, Deborah Joe Rupp. She was the wife of visions boss, Mr. Hart. She was Mrs. Hart in that first episode. Uh, I like this because this essentially means she's going to come back and I'm willing to bet she's going to end up playing uh, Kitty Froman from uh, Froman F Foreman, <laughs> not Froman. Froman's the Sausage King of Capital. <laughs> Abe Froman, yeah. Uh, she's, King of Capital. She's, yeah. <laughs> Can you stop for a moment? Take a breath. Get your words aligned. <gasps> Abe Froman is the Sausage King of Chicago. There you go. There we go. Anyways, uh, I think she's going to come back and play basically Kitty Foreman 
from that 70s show in this next one, which that would be funny. Uh, before we actually dive into that, though, a uh, couple things I wanted to point out. Uh, we got Vernon uh, dropped us a super chat, or not super chat, a Streamlabs. Um, thank you, Vernon, for dropping that. He didn't have anything to say. He just wanted to support yeah. us. So uh, thank you, Vernon. Big pumps up. He popped in earlier and said he couldn't hang out tonight, just wanted to stop in and say hi. So he uh, he said hi in a really great way. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, we also got popping up in the chat, uh, Mr. Ben Bateman from the uh, from the Action Industries channel, also very popular with the movie trivia schmodown, saying salute, boys. Thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, everything that, like, every time we've talked to you, thank you for all your help and support that you've given us. So, thank you for being here. Yeah, guys, go check out Action Industries. Everything they're doing over there, they're doing some really, really great stuff on that channel. Some really uh, cool stuff. And uh, Ben Bateman's also running the Nerds and Suits uh, YouTube channel, so go check that one out as well. Um, I want to see if there was a couple of other things. Buck, Brandon Buckingham's in here. Hey, fellas, what's up, Buck? How you doing? Thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if there was anything else that popped up here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How does Chris have worse internet in the same apartment? And yes, yeah, technically you're further from the router. I like to think it's because I work for the internet service provider that we have, and I know who to contact to complain about. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I think it's because I'm further from the router. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we have internet issues, he just complains to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Robert. By, by the way, I'm having internet issues. I need to talk to you after this. Um, okay. Uh, real, real quick, I want to highlight Garth. I also like that vision being the Tin Man getting his heart, the stone from his, from his boss, Mister Hart. So that was really cool. That's a nice little insight. I didn't think about that actually. That he's the Tin Man getting a heart. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you have one one thing like that? That's where that episode like really started getting kind of weird. Is when he started choking on uh, his food. His boss started checking out food at the at the dinner. That's when we start getting a little like, okay, what? This is weird. What's happening? Uh, you, you know, honestly, so it's him choking, and it cuts back to uh, Deborah Joe Rupp sitting there like, stop it, stop it. Which that kind of reminded me, like that sequence reminded me of Get Out for some weird yeah. reason, just that awkward situation. Uh, and then uh, for some weird reason, just because it it took like a hard right into weird. It kind of remind me of that uh, "don't hug, don't hug me, I'm scared" type of yeah. situation. It, it really was that kind of a weird, messed up situation. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, look up "don't hug me, I'm scared" on YouTube. It's a weird video. It's cool, but it's just a weird uh, mind freak. It's a it's a weird video series, and everybody yeah. needs to realize that green is not a creative color. Um, <laughs> just oh, that was strange. Uh, but yeah, that was a weird. I, I and my takeaway on that is that Vision basically used his powers to phase his hand through to remove the food food that was dislodged in his throat. Yeah, but at no point after that happened did we have any kind of a reaction from uh, Mister or Miss Hart? Yeah, as to what had just transpired. So do they realize that Vision had this power or 
this is this is leading me back into this thought like this entire world that we're in is completely fabricated and it really doesn't matter like these characters are going to do as outlined by whoever's in charge whoever's in power type of thing uh which is funny given that you see that Wanda and Vision are secretive about their powers, even so much as Vision turning into his human form before he steps out of the house. So, kind of interesting to see where that goes. Uh, let's dive into episode two. Unless you had, did you have more notes or things that you pointed out from episode one? Um, I mean, kind of the last thing I'm thinking is that, you know, you talk about Vision changes his appearance when he's stepping out into the world based on the idea that they were kind of confused about what that date meant on the calendar and going, well, we don't have a wedding anniversary. We don't even have wedding rings. We don't have, yeah, we don't have any of this. What I'm, what I'm wondering is if this first episode is actually the first time that Wanda is within this reality and within the reality, obviously she's going to have the thoughts of I've just always lived here. I have memories of my past here, what have you, but yeah, reality, probably all like planted or all generated within her mind based on however this whole reality is set up. Uh, and so for some reason, like some things might have just gotten missed at some point. Like, how did they meet in this reality? How are they a couple? What's, you know, what is their story? What's your story? What's your story? You know, that kind <laughs> of thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if our, our uh, look into this world is actually her real first day within this reality yeah kind of interesting thought but let's move on to episode two episode two so uh we begin this episode with uh moving into again seemingly a whole new decade um kind of the things i wanted to point out on this uh which i thought was weird So the beginning of this episode, uh, the intro begins with a cartoon, uh, which is very, very similar to, say, like Bewitched or I Dream a Genie. So showing us where this particular episode is going to be centered. Uh, Well, real quick, before that, they actually did have this bit with the two of them in the separate beds, which is very Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy. And I love the fact that they put the beds together because Vision was scared. Uh, I love that. That that was a great bit. Uh, So moving into the fact that the intro on this was essentially a cartoon, there was one thing that really caught my eye, and it's in this intro where the animated Wanda's at the grocery store, and I I went ahead and grabbed the freeze frame of this so you could see. Uh, In the back, these posters that they have, uh, you see like off to the side, you have... Uh, Annie A's, which is definitely a nod to Agatha Harkness. Again, I move back to this one. Notice Agatha Harkness always has a cat with her. So uh, my suspicion is that this is uh, Auntie Agatha's uh, cat litter that she's repping here. Uh, The other one is the poster next to that is the Bova Milk. Uh, for those familiar with the the comic books, uh, Bova was the midwife on Wondagore, which is essentially a cow-looking uh, being that kind of helped, <laughs> as she's saying in this clip, brought you into this world, brought 
Pietro and Wanda Maximoff into the world. Uh, again, given that their father is supposed to be Magneto, but yeah, that's who that that's a nod to Bova. Uh, and then you also happen to, if you notice this other woman that's standing here, uh, especially if you notice the earrings that she's wearing. This is a clear uh, representation of uh, Monica Rambeau, who is going to play a bit in this particular episode. Yeah. So just that one shot alone, there were so many Easter eggs. And this is this is at the point where I'm starting to realize, like, if you're watching this show, you need to be paying attention. You need to be recognizing what's going on because there's so many things they're throwing at you at any given time. And who knows what could be happening here? Yeah, that's 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 a huge thing. Like, that's also um Little things from the first episode, and then as this episode kind of carried on, uh, I realized they're going to be throwing a ton of Easter eggs all over the place. Uh, like my, the, my, my cat, my cat's over here looking at me like you are just way too nerding out on this. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know I'm with it. I'm for it. Uh, that's that's what you want in an MCU show is to be able to nerd out on it. They have more opportunities to just drop so many Easter eggs just randomly within different frames and whatnot uh yeah even in the intro like that yeah calling out garth here and that's what i was wondering because you saw the word wonder in that uh Mm -hmm. going back to that real quick so i saw the word wonder and i didn't know what that word was underneath it uh so that's why that's why i was wondering is if the the word wonder was supposed to be a nod to wonder man who in the comics yes his mind was the pattern to create vision so also being a part of the West Coast Avengers along with uh Wanda and, and whatnot. So yeah. Uh I think, yeah. The other thing I like about this, and this kind of reminded me uh of it, is going back to the fact that the show starts off in black and white. The last time that we saw Vision essentially in the MCU was after Thanos took his the light the uh, was it the life stone not life stone that doesn't sound right mind stone the mind stone (laughs) out of the life stone it took the life (laughs) it's like the redheaded stepchild of the uh the infinity stones it's the life stone so uh he took the mind stone out of vision and vision kind of seemingly went almost like a very grayish black and white, which I know a lot of people were saying that was a nod to vision in the comics where he was like black and white for a while. Um, I kind of feel like that that may have been kind of what this was dabbling about as well with the black and white, or it just could be coincidence. Who knows? Apparently this whole world's like an Alanis Morissette song and it's all very ironic, which is actually a coincidence. So whatever. (laughs) (laughs) what's what's the stone that's in vision's head uh that would be the life stone wait dang it i'm wrong that's the nourishment stone it's the eternal stone (laughs) that's funny um so moving on like it's funny just that one shot of the animated intro had so many easter eggs to play off of uh i love that uh, so as we move on, this this episode was moving into uh, like I guess the '60s, and pl- again playing off of 
Bewitched and I Dream a Genie. Uh, one of those, I believe it was Bewitched, actually did have an episode where uh, the couple were performing in a magic show, kind of seemingly using uh, Samantha's uh, witching powers. Mm-hmm. So this one had a nice thing that began with that, that that was what was going to happen. But the other nice Easter egg on that, if you notice, was that the box that they used to try to make uh, Wanda disappear, that, that that's that life stone up, up there on that door. <laughs> that's the life stone or mind better stone. known as the mind stone. Uh, that's the stone up there on the door for that. So I thought that was a nice little Easter egg as well. Um, keep mentioning anything else you want. I uh, I'm trying to grab an image that we didn't grab. Oh, okay. Beforehand. Okay. Um, and then of course, as I mentioned earlier, this episode really was our first introduction to Monica Rambeau, or at least the older Monica Rambeau. The last time we saw her was in Captain Marvel as a little girl. She was Maria Lambeau's daughter. So this is uh, Monica Lamp, uh, Monica Lamp, Monica, Monica. <laughs> can't nice. talk, y'all. Uh, so Monica Lambeau, and if you know her from the comics, she was also at one point she was an iteration of Captain Marvel, but she was also a member and agent of Sword. So we're again seeing how sword may be affecting this world that we're in with uh WandaVision. Uh so I like the fact that she showed up. And what's great is like I didn't realize that was her to begin with. I had to read in a little bit and like, oh okay. But then going back and looking at it, like when especially in that scene that that uh that image is from, she was sitting there trying to introduce herself to Wanda and she's like, my name is uh Geraldine, she like she didn't know who she was either in this world, much like Wanda has been doing the entire time. Yeah, and, Wanda, and Wanda and Vision not knowing what 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 their wedding date was and all that, what their story was. Same kind of it's the same kind of situation. We have another character who's not quite sure what and how, and I don't know. And I know that we're gonna we're gonna see that again later because we saw later on in the uh, trailer when you know it's everything's in color and everything and she's like she asks her who are you how did you get here I don't know she says I don't know so we have a char- another character just like the two of them that doesn't know how they are there um, so which leads me to believe that we're we're pinpointing our characters who don't actually belong in this reality which take that for what it means for Vision because. If this whole show takes place after Endgame, dude's supposed to be dead. He's not supposed to be alive anymore. So if he doesn't know what's going on in the world, and we're kind of taking that as a hint that these characters don't belong in this world, does that mean that there is a there there is still a vision that is alive and exists outside of this reality? I don't know. A lot of there's just so many things to think about here. Um, I did want to touch on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see what the, the image that you grabbed was. Yeah. Yeah. I did want to touch on the uh, the magic show here. Um, so one of the first things, this is kind of how my mind is going to be working for a lot of these like Marvel shows and everything. Cause I know there's going to be Easter eggs uh, stuff from comic books that I 
I am not particularly familiar with that just exists deep within the recesses of the comics. Uh, I want to touch uh, back on that magic show because uh, when Vision was practicing the magic act with, with Wanda, he called himself Illusion and her Glamour. Immediate pause of the show, I was like, okay, hold on. If I know Marvel, if I know anything, Illusion and Glamour have to be the actual names of characters from Marvel Comics, perhaps a possible magic act within the comic book realm. Guess what? It is. Ilya Zarkov and Zarkov, known as Illusion and Glamour. They are a married couple that does magic acts, and they actually have magical superpowers within the comic books. So, again, these Easter eggs are going to be everywhere. You have to keep your eye out for them. Uh, these are like characters that are like so far like deep within Marvel comic lore and all that that I was like, okay, there's probably no way that these characters will ever actually be in a movie or a TV show in and of themselves. So it it's a nice nod and a hint for people who like really love the comic books, really dived in and just know everything about them. We're throwing you another like little treat for for you. I thought that was kind of that was kind of really fun. Which leads me to believe that eventually at some point in the MCU, I'm going to get MODOK. And I'm really hoping to see MODOK in there. If y'all yeah. don't know who MODOK is, y'all need to get your Google working because that's one that I don't know if we'll ever actually fully see. But I'm hoping we do. I mean, they introduced uh, AIM. So there's, there's yeah. much more to do with AIM still. Uh, so a couple other things with the second episode. Um, I know. So we also got introduced to another neighbor, uh, Dottie, who is basically a gigantic control freak. Like she's worse than I am, apparently. And <laughs> uh, at one point, this like little radio that they were listening to was taking over, and the radio was repeating what sounded like, uh, was it like, who's controlling you, Wanda? Or. Wanda. Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Who's doing this to you, Wanda? On top of that, it's playing the Beach Boys' uh, Help Me, Rhonda, which I thought was funny because it sounded like Help Me, Wanda. So, mm -hmm. uh, But it, it was playing this over and over again, and then it just I, it got on Dottie's nerves so much that she shattered this glass that she had in her hand. And seemingly her hand is now bleeding, but... For some reason, this was one of the few shots in the episode that was actually colored. And I'm wondering, like, why? What was the significance of, for some reason, her blood had to be uh, had to be red? Like, they had yeah. to show that off. Um, my theory on that that I will go with is seemingly tied to i'm going to bring back the uh the image of strucker's watch from mm -hmm. the commercial in this particular episode uh if you notice the time on there it looks like it's pointed uh pretty much exactly at 241 which there's uh, two thoughts here there's two thoughts here there's one, the one you're about to get into and then there's the other thought i had which is they just needed the hands of the watch to be out of the way so you can see strucker and hydra which could yeah. be that could very well be but I like the theory that you're going to have here because that might tie into something bigger. Yeah. 
Uh, so as I had mentioned before, th- when looking for Easter eggs, the number one thing to keep your eye open for is numbers. And what better place to find numbers than the face of a watch? So this was looking at 241. And since this all seemingly looks like it's coming from Avengers, I looked up, uh, well, we looked up <laughs> Avengers 241. I come to find out this particular episode, uh, one, has Monica Rambeau in it, uh, but is also dealing with Agatha Hart, or not Agatha Hartness, but uh, Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay is, an, uh, I'm going to shorten it, an evil witch in the Marvel Cinematic, or in the Marvel Universe. And I believe that this may be essentially uh, that Dottie may be the version of Morgan Le Fay that we're seeing in here. I mean, we already have this, this Geraldine who is actually Monica Rambeau. It would make complete sense if another character that we're seeing in this fake world, uh, being a real person outside of this. Uh, the other thing was that Avengers two forty one also ties into, uh, Morgan Le Fay and Doctor Strange on the astral plane. I know, I, I know, we're getting like super nerdy with this, but just bear with me. Uh, the idea behind that is, like we've heard before, is that this show is going to be feeding into the next Doctor Strange movie. So that two forty one showing up on that watch, I think that was a nice focal point for it to be a tie in for uh like the magic for Morgan Le Fay, for Dr. Strange, for Monica Rambeau, all of that seems to be pointing at this particular comic. And I believe that what that means is we're going to see Morgan Le Fay is going to be part of, she's going to have some kind of hand in this moving on in the Ford. And I, I would not be surprised to see that, uh, that Dottie is actually Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. That's my I didn't theory know if you, I don't know. Yeah, you didn't capture the uh, image of that comic book cover of uh, Avengers 41, but it shows Morgan Le Fay uh, taking the characters and it looks like she's pushing them or putting them. I'm not always obviously not being familiar with the story based on what it looks like. They're going into a picture or a screen of some sort. It could be that Dr. Strange is just housing everybody in the, within the astral plane and that's just kind of like a safe space or that they're put or she's putting everybody there, whatever. It reminded me of like being inside of a TV that might not be here or there, but I think it just kind of, it's just kind of a fun little nod or something there. Um, yeah. Astral plane stuff. That might be what we're working with within this show. Uh, there's so many different theories as to what could be going on. It could be, uh, Wanda is, you know, Wanda is creating this reality to hide from the pain of losing now having lost her brother and her love. And so mm-hmm. she's hiding herself within that world. Uh, admittedly, like we talk about this episode, it, it, the whole episode turns to color at some point. And what that reminded me of is when you touch on uh, vision going black and white, when the, uh, the life stone <laughs> was removed from his head, the mind stone was removed from his head. Uh, the last time that Wanda saw vision was he was black and white. Yeah. Um, and then of course she got dusted away, but regardless, uh, 
now she's only like picturing or only seeing vision in black and white. So at the end of episode two, when everything goes to color, it's just kind of a neat little moment for me as she's now seeing the life back in vision again. And I don't know if that pertains to anything, if that's really anything at all, because the other explanation here is that, you know, sword is watching, maybe swords trying to reach out, connect with her and try to pull her back out of this, this reality of some sort. Uh, maybe it is, a combination of like Agatha Harkness or uh, Morgan Le Fay, someone is doing something for to her or for her, protecting her or keeping her locked in this space so she can't hurt anybody because she's too powerful. There's just so many different thoughts and that we can have off these two episodes already. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, how does uh, Monica Rambeau play into this? So many different thoughts. Uh, trying to like catch up with my notes as well. Cause yeah, I definitely took notes while watching this and you kind of almost have to, if you're going to talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, the other so one I want to point out, we, we kind of jumped over it, but I want to go back to it is yeah. uh, one of the other like hints of color in this episode was mm-hmm. the helicopter that Wanda saw in the bushes. A couple of things I want to point out on this helicopter. Uh, one, once again, at the nose of the helicopter, we see the sword logo again, uh, the other thing is, if you note the colors of the helicopter, it's very Tony Stark, Iron Man colors, yeah. uh, specifically like that red and gold. Uh, now, I can't tell exactly what the numbers on the back are, like 3,003 or so. I can't tell. But that mm-hmm. number on the side, that 57, easily, easily is a nod to... Avengers number 57, which was the first appearance of Vision. Uh, Some of these I know that like they throw numbers and they throw stuff out there. And you could probably like have like some kind of like a weird conspiracy theory vibe to it. Uh, That one, (laughs) that one's obvious what they were doing. Like there's no question whatsoever. The only reason to stick that particular number on that helicopter was because of the first appearance of Vision. So a nice little nod on that as well. Uh, and then the last one that I think was a major, a, a major Easter egg on this, uh, was towards the end of the episode. This is where we really got the idea that Wanda's in control of this universe, wherever reality that they're in, that she's able to stop it and rewind it and start like certain moments over again, because yeah. there was a moment, there was a moment in this where, uh, they were acknowledging that the whole episode's over. And then all of a sudden, boom, Wanda's pregnant, uh, which that in of itself was Wanda's pregnant, which means we're very likely to see. Um, oh, I can never remember like all their names. It was, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I Wiccan. I know Wiccan. And I can't remember. She's, she's the mother of twins herself, even though she Wanda herself was a twin. Uh, you had, uh, yeah, speed. It was Wiccan and speed, which makes sense because Wiccan has magic powers. Speed is a, a fast moving person, which is very much like Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Um, that's very offensive. We don't call them fast moving persons. We call them speedsters. <laughs> we speedsters. Uh, so you had that, but then you heard this loud noise that 
interrupted everything. And that's where this episode kind of really took a hard shift because it felt like everything after that was out of that sitcom norm and was back into like a regular type TV show that we're used to seeing where these characters are investigating a noise, what's going on. And you saw what looked like a beekeeper uh, coming out of the sewer. And it's kind of hard to see in this image, but the back of the beekeeper's outfit has the sword logo on there. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure what that has to do with bees, but the one thing I did want to also pinpoint and uh, by pinpointing it, uh, Garth, Garth also sent in a stream labs and he's also talking about it as well is that B outfit is very similar to the aim from the comics, the, the outfit kind of. that the aim people have, they, there's is more like, uh, like chemical warfare, nuclear mm. shielding type of an outfit, but a beekeeper's outfits, not too far in looks at least as to what an aim might look like. So almost like a again, hazmat suit talking, kind of look. Yeah. We're talking about all this and that beekeeper could be a very, a very subtle nod to aim as again, we've already been introduced in iron man yeah. three. It may be headed that direction as well. Yeah. So um, we'll, uh, we'll, re we'll read Garth's stream up here. He said, you said the magic words aim and Modoc. So now I, I can say my theory in the comics aim are the evil scientists who created Modoc. They wear yellow beekeeper outfits and the beekeeper shown alludes to them being the ones experimenting on the dead vision of Wanda fully possible, fully possible. Um, and so maybe through these experimentations, uh, Wanda feels like she is in this world of her own design, but uh, she is aware that, you know, people are trying to pull her out. Maybe she's aware that sword is trying to pull her out. And so when she's like looking at the rails going, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Or she sees the sword person coming up from the, the sewer with the sword logo on his back. Uh, she says no. And then immediately rewinds the whole thing. It's like, she's aware I'm trying to be pulled out of reality. I don't want to be pulled out of. I want to stay here. Mm hmm. And then after that, everything turns to color. So uh, the nice nod about that is, again, going back to what uh, Garth has said in the, the chat here, is that each one of these episodes is a new decade. Uh, mm -hmm. So essentially, when you get into episode three, that's in, in real life, that's when most of your sitcoms really did start broadcasting in color. So that makes sense that, say, our next episode is not only a shift in looks as far as uh, like we're moving into a color type sitcom like from the 70s, but the in, the entire tonal shift. And we're going to see how that might play, hopefully getting more answers, because I feel like between these first two episodes, we've already been caught up on on what exactly is going on here. As far as yeah. we know, now it's time to find out. Now it's time to get answers for why it's like that. And yeah. I think that's what we all really desperately want to know. Uh, we do know that eventually at some point this show will stop this like sitcom thing that they're doing with these episodes. And it will go back into seemingly the real world. 
uh, as we do have more guests that we know are rooted in the real world, like Jimmy Woo, played by Randall Park from Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then we also got, uh, was it Darcy Lewis from the Thor movie? She's going to also have a part in here. And I believe she's assisting uh, Jimmy Woo on an investigation, probably an investigation as to what happened to Wanda and Vision type of thing. So, uh, something. Not exactly sure what we're going to see as far as this show growing. Uh, we do also know that Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the X-Men universe over on Fox before Fox was sucked into the Disney properties. Uh, we know that he has a hand. He, he has something to do with this as well. Not sure if he's going to be playing Quicksilver or a completely different character, but it's going to be interesting to see how he gets engulfed in this world also yeah i think it's i think it would just be really really weird if he's playing uh quicksilver again if he's playing essentially his quicksilver from the foxman franchises and coming in here and 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 doing that as well as like an alternate reality quicksilver uh it's it's not out of the realm of possibility i just i don't think it is probable i think that there's more of a chance that evan peters is just cast it as somebody else but the thing about that is i don't think you cast evan peters without him playing someone of at least some kind of decent significance within the mcu going forward or at least within just the show so we'll have to see about that one but um as a whole i'm i'm just really i'm just super hooked into the series already um, yeah, because I, I want to know. I want the answer as to what the heck is going on. Yeah. Jeez. Like, Two episodes in, and I'm still, like, uh, I, I said it on Twitter. Like, I don't know anything more about this than I knew just watching the trailer. Right. Um, That's, oh, that's true. Oh, Boom. that's a good one. I what like that Evan idea. As a grown-up version of Speed, I love that. That is genius. Yeah, I think I think that might actually that might actually be correct. Because uh, I mean, you know him as playing Quicksilver over there, and now he's coming in playing essentially Quicksilver's nephew. Um, so yeah. that could be that could be fun. Uh, I touched on this in the first episode, though, from the first episode of how much like, fun Paul Bettany was having playing Vision. Uh, that goes doubly for this episode. The whole bit with him like taking the gum, chewing the gum. The whole, like, I don't eat food. What? I mean, you know, between meals, I, meal, I, I eat food like crazy. I'm human. Uh, but him taking the gum and then, like, accidentally swallowing the gum and it gets, like, caught in his gears and everything. They keep kind of playing back to that. And then, like, it just turns him into drunk vision, slows down his motors. It gums up his motors, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. I think that's a just such a fantastic touch. It gets uh it gets Paul Bettany doing some fun stuff with the character that we we just haven't seen before, and uh, it just feeds into what I was saying earlier that he looks like he's having an absolute blast in this show already, uh, and then just you know Elizabeth Olsen getting to play off of him with the stuff that she's doing as Wanda also is just it's just so much fun. I'm just having a ton of fun already with these first two episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, that's our review of this. The The episodes, while they're very, 
we still don't know what's going on. They really didn't answer anything. We're again, we're no further along than we were just watching the trailers to the show. At I'm least totally we, have, that. Like, we have some slight nods as to what's really behind this. And we have, we are seemingly like, uh, uh, like entering the tunnel of this being fleshed out even more. Yeah. Uh, so we have an idea. We can, we can now, hopefully accurately speculate on the direction that just shows going and where it might end up at towards the end of this, uh, nine episodes. So, uh, yeah, I like this so far. I'm very invested in this. Uh, of course it's nice to have, uh, content from the MCU after an entire year plus of no MCU content. So it's nice to see something happening. Uh, but I am still eager to see like, how is this officially going to connect to the next Dr. Strange movie and what else could they introduce and possibly reveal that we don't know about yet. There's a whole lot of stuff there that I think is about to come to light and it's going to be great to see. So I think, I think what's, uh, what's super interesting here is, uh, that from what it sounds like, we're only getting the nine episodes of this season. It's a one and done season uh, show. So we may not get like a season two. So whatever the storyline here is, it begins and it's going to wrap up within these nine episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as we know, wrap up as far as the TV show goes. Like you said, it, it's going to move into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness too connected to that so maybe this storyline starts and finishes within within uh that movie so i don't know uh like i said before i'm hooked i'm in i'm into it i am ready for the next episode i think one of the great things uh you guys can watch us kind of break stuff down is now we have our theory out there in the open each episode that comes on after this we can kind of run back to some of this stuff and go okay what were we right on? What were we wrong on? Uh, what was Garth right on? Um, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, Garth being the honorary Cinefanatics member in the chat there, holding it down for us. So that's uh, that's kind of the fun thing about doing this show and why I'm excited uh, about this show that we're doing here uh, moving forward and then kind of being able to touch again on it in the various Marvel and Star Wars shows in the near future coming out. So a lot yeah. of fun stuff there. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for this review. Make sure you join us as we continue to do these. Uh, This will be live every Friday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. uh, Same time that this started. uh, Hopefully a little closer than the 9 o'clock hitting it on the head. But uh, this will be live every week as the show goes on. And then again, we'll be continuing to do these as other TV shows strike our fancy so like falcon and the winter soldier loki what if the aliens show that's on fx uh as more of these yeah as more of these movie related tv shows come out we'll probably be doing these kind of live interaction reviews so yeah make sure to join us again next friday right here as we continue to speculate and talk about where this series is going especially when this ends up like Mandalorian uh, doing like something amazing that everyone is blowing up Twitter about. We're going to be talking about it right here as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, Uh, 
the other thing is if you guys are watching this on the replay, most of y'all might be watching this on the replay. Uh, definitely come back and hang out, hang out with us live because we want to actually get more of that chat involvement. I mean, you saw us bring up Garth's theories here from the chat on screen. That's kind of the stuff that we want to do with all of you. So if you're watching this on the replay, come back and hang out with us live and share your thoughts, share your theories. Uh, when you watch the episode, let us know what you're thinking about as you've seen the episode and we can uh, highlight you on screen as well and kind of, talk about what your thoughts are you know just i i bring up garth again he brought up that evan peters might be playing a, a grown-up speed didn't think about that so come nope. back drop in the chat your thoughts your theories stuff that we might not have thought about and let's let's kind of have a discussion together hope we can uh, get some more of that cool cool kind of interaction happening in the future yeah so uh again that's gonna do it for this episode uh what did you think let us know in the comments down below uh do you have any other theories if you weren't here for this live let us know down in the comments we'll probably bring them up in the next episode uh as all of this is seemingly again going in one particular direction uh as we wrap up i will make sure i, I will say again follow us on patreon.com slash we got some great stuff happening over there one of which is tomorrow night at the $5 or higher tier, uh, you could join us for a movie watch along. That's going to be National Treasure because, you know, it's topical right now. Uh, that will start tomorrow night at 9 Central Time. Uh, there seems to be a theme on when these shows on this channel starts. Um, don't know yeah. why. Uh, but yeah, 9 p.m. Central Time tomorrow night, we will be doing National Treasure. Come back, hang out, join the $5 tier at least, and you'll be able to see that as well because it's going to be a lot of fun for that also the on other the, thing. the the 25 dollar tier or higher next wednesday uh we will be doing the live like trivia hangout if you got movie trivia questions you got movie trivia knowledge come hang out with us hop on that 25 dollar tier and just come hang we'll be sitting here talking about movie trivia doing like quizzing each other a lot of stuff like that because uh where'd it go uh, if this bit takes too long, just move past it. <laughs> I know that there it is uh, because it's hashtag drafts in a fanatics. That's why. So come hang yeah. out, join the $25 tier. We'll all be quizzing each other on stuff. So, yeah, come hang out for that. That's going to be next Wednesday, uh, pending that the entire country doesn't go to uh, heck in a handbasket <laughs> that, that day because fine. of. Apparently that day has some kind of significant importance in this country. So I'm sure we'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that drafts in Sin Fanatics, by the way, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's related to the movie trivia showdown. Um, the other thing, hop on that Patreon, guys, because at, at least at the $1 tier, you get access to our Discord. Discord's where we're doing all kinds of stuff. That's other, another place that you can drop any theories, thoughts you have on these TV shows as we're going through them, and we can chat about it, hang out, and talk within there. A lot of cool stuff happening over at the Discord as we're trying to build the community up over there. So jump on that Patreon at least at the dollar tier for that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, that's it. So make sure you follow us on social media. We are at Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter, on Instagram, Robert Adams MLP, Chris Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, make sure you come follow me at Letterboxd. I'm trying to hit 2,000 movies this year. Uh, follow me also, Robert Adams MLP. 
And yeah, like, comment, <laughs> subscribe to this channel. And you can follow me on Letterboxd. I'm trying to eventually fill out the movies. I'm trying to fill out you the movies I'm uh, doing on there at some point. So, so you can follow him eventually on that. Um, anyways, anything else we need to plug real quick? Uh, tagline is on Tuesdays. That's our movie news show. It's our kind of our flag flagship show. So come hang out with us during that as well. Tuesday nights about nine thirty Central Time. So. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff there, talking about movie news, whatever's happening, the latest in the movie news, and the latest in these in these kinds of shows too. So yeah. And then Garth in the chat asking, "What time is the trivia hangout on Wednesday? You want to take a big guess as to what time that's going to be at?" <laughs> uh, uh, since I'm going to probably be working that day, it'll probably be be at like nine central as well. So ten uh, ten Eastern. You're on letter circle. Nice. Uh, 10 Eastern, uh, that would be seven, uh, Pacific. So, all right. Anyways, that's it for tonight. Thank y'all for watching. Thank you for being here again. Like comment and subscribe. Help us get up to that 5,000, uh, subscribers this year. Make sure you share these videos on social media. That's what's really going to help. And we will see y'all again. Uh, tomorrow night, if you're a part of the Patreon, $5 and up. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all all have a great evening and good night. Have a magical night. Bye. See ya.